You're listening to Little Bites, the podcast for volunteer managers with solutions you can snack on. This is Sammy, Volunteer Toronto's training specialist, coming to you from the pantry, our crowded storage closet. Joining me today is our guest snacker, Kara Eaton, Volunteer Toronto's marketing communications manager. On today's episode, from hashtags and followers to retweets and AMAs, let's talk social media for all your volunteer management needs. First up is our snack of the day, Party Mix! Social media party! I realize after picking this up, this is a loud, crunchy food, so we might just enjoy it after. So to get us started with our guest snacker, please tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, so as Sammy mentioned, I am Kara Eaton, and I'm the Marketing Communications Manager here at Volunteer Toronto. Basically, I plan for communicating through all of our channels, whether that's social media, web, media, newsletters. Uh, There's a whole gamut of them that I uh, help plan for, and I also consult internally with people like Sammy, other staff members, on how they can improve their programs. Great. Well, welcome. And uh, could you tell us your favorite snack? Oh, oh, my favorite snack (laughs) is cheese nips and red juice. Do you dip the crackers into the juice or it's just the combination? It's the combination. You Uh, eat like maybe three or four cheese nips and then you sip the red juice. Right, of course. Red (laughs) juice, not a berry juice, just red juice. Red juice, yeah. So we're going to dive in with our conversation. I think one of the first things that I'll say is personally, I'm not great at social media, despite being so good at everything else in the world. Um, (laughs) I do hear a lot from volunteer managers asking about how to use social media. And one of the very first things I think that, that they need to understand is getting a sense of who the audience is. Mm. So who are, who are the people reading tweets? Give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think defining your audience is for any type of communication is your first step. Really, it is a little bit about what audiences are on each social media channel. Say, for example, LinkedIn versus Instagram will have different audiences. Right. However, it's also about what audiences you want to connect with. So you should first look internally and see what audiences you want to reach. Who are the profiles of the types of volunteers that you want to reach? And what social media platforms might they be on? Could you give an example? Yeah, so you might find job seekers, say for instance. If you have a volunteer role that has some sort of skill development aspect to it, and professionals might be uh, looking to earn that skill or to have gain experience in that skill, you want to look at where job seekers or people who would want to earn that skill would be. Right. And so LinkedIn, say, for example, is the only social media network that is completely professionally driven. And so it's not the place for more fun type of um, volunteer roles. Right. It's the place for skill development type volunteer roles. Right. So I would probably post a general volunteer need on Facebook or Twitter, but maybe a board member need or, or a high-level, high-skilled volunteer need on LinkedIn. Correct, yeah. correct, okay. yeah. And I think it's also really important to define <clears throat> that so that when someone decides to follow you on each of those channels, say you're on many of them, that they know what they're signing up for when they like you. They know what type of content you're going to be delivering. So we've talked about job seekers and LinkedIn kind of being a platform for them. Yeah. Um, let's think a bit, a bit about more uh, volunteer manager is trying to find volunteers more generally. What platforms would make the most sense for them? I would say Facebook. I okay. think Facebook is still the strong contender in terms of connecting with the general public. Right. If you don't have specific audiences that you're trying to reach, just because it's general. Like when I look at Twitter and the evolution of Twitter, I think of it more 
now as a news platform. Like you look at politicians, journalists, they're making news and finding their news right. on Twitter. So Twitter is not necessarily the place to connect with people for volunteer roles. I would say it's more an awareness tool or right. like a stakeholder engagement tool. Um, now, fa- now what about, sorry, now what no, about okay. like if we're just focusing on high schoolers? I've been told that there's probably specific things we should do for them. Yes. I once ran a take your kid to work day at an old position and I had grade nine students come in and I had this whole Twitter activity planned for them. Right. However, none of them had ever written a tweet in their life. Okay, then. So I would say Twitter is not the place for high school students. Facebook, there will be students on there because Facebook has functionalities that students want, like groups and Facebook Messenger. So you will still reach that audience. But Instagram is really the place that youth will be. There are limitations around Instagram, such as... You can't add a link to your post right. when you're posting something. So it's you really have to drive call to actions and less calls to links. So you want to say things like come volunteer with us instead of click on the link in our bio. Right. Because youth will, they're more intuitive with their digital skills as well. So they will search you out if they're aware of you. Yeah. That makes sense. So I say I'm not allowed to use Volunteer Toronto social media, but I actually have no ability to do it anyway. We we do some recruitment ourselves for volunteers, and then we also promote other organizations. So what are the, some of the things that we've done? So we do something across all of our social media channels called Opportunities of the Week. Okay. And I call this a content bucket. And <laughs> there's no other, I, yeah. I have no other word for it. Like volunteer recruitment can be a content bucket. Let's say that you have a marketing communications manager, someone running your social medias, and you don't have access to it, just like Sammy does, our relationship. (laughs) And you might be able to define a content bucket, which is recruiting volunteers. And if that content bucket is consistent, so we have a similar image type or like a similar um, little logo for opportunities of the week. Right. We have defined certain things about the opportunities of the week content bucket. That consistency is something that your followers will look for. And so it's a really good way to also partner with, if you have a marketing communications manager who runs your socials, you can own that content bucket and just send that content to the um, manager or coordinator marketing person that is posting, it's more conducive to a positive relationship because the marketing team probably is overwhelmed and busy with a million different things. And so if you're giving them content, then they'll be happy to post that for you. Basically, the goal is to get people to link back to your website or to apply to volunteer. So you want to always ensure that you're doing a call to action in your post text. Right. Okay. So we, we've talked a bit about recruiting, and I know that one of the things that um, some people have mentioned in the past is that they post their role on our website and then tweet the link or, or put in Facebook the link, which is definitely a way to do that. To Instead of, you're not going to put a 400-word posting in a Facebook post. No. Um, I do want to talk about recognition, though, of, of how social media could be used to recognize volunteers yeah. and not just recruiting volunteers. And one of the things I often talk about is telling the volunteer story. So maybe using mm. Instagram, post a bunch of pictures or videos about, about volunteers. What are some other ways maybe that uh, managers could recognize their volunteers? I think it's really important to recognize your volunteers on social media as well. And at Volunteer Toronto, we have 
values that we use to plan our social media content around. Elements of our culture that we want to share and we want people to experience when they engage with us. And so I think that social media is a really good opportunity to live and breathe those values like you couldn't otherwise do. Most organizations who engage volunteers, you want the volunteer to have a positive experience, right? And so I think you can demonstrate your values as well as recognize your volunteers by sharing their stories on social media. And so those stories, they could be thank you to so-and-so who's a three-year-long volunteer with us, like recognizing milestones would be one approach to it. Or you could just develop a post or even a blog that you could serve up with a social media post to recognize them. Or even saying, our volunteer was a recipient of a Legacy Award. Yes, yes. The Legacy Awards are a fantastic way to recognize your volunteers. There's kind of like a buzz that goes on around certain times of the year, Legacy Awards being one of them. Today is International Women's Day when we're recording this. That's true, yeah. So you could find these holidays, these I call them external relevance, and tie some of your volunteer recognition efforts or social media content to the external relevance. Cool. Okay. So, I mean, it's one thing to take a picture or take a photo and put it on social media. So one of the last things I kind of want to talk about today is maybe structuring a tweet or a caption or something like that. I often talk about hashtagging and I I know what hashtags (laughs) are and I know how they work and they do connect ideas together. So if somebody was going to be using something like Good. It's it's good party mix. If somebody was going to be using something like hashtag volunteers rule, what else should they structure the tweet around? Or am I kind of off base with how tweets should be structured? Mm. So I, with hashtags, I think it comes back to external relevance, actually. So if you think about hashtags, you might have seen hashtag motivational Monday, right. hashtag Wednesday wisdom, hashtag follow Friday, hashtag International Women's Day 2018. Right. Those are all external relevance. So beyond your photo, I actually like to leverage external relevance as much as possible because you're more likely to get more engagement, more people will see your posts, more people will see that volunteer story or that volunteer recognition. And so I like to use hashtags for external relevance. However, when you're (laughs) writing a tweet, a post, something like that, Your external relevance or your hashtag should not be the lead. You should not be saying hashtag motivational Monday colon have a great day. Right. You should be saying something like our volunteers are make an exceptional impact at our organization. We encourage others to give back to other nonprofits across the city. Right. Hashtag Monday motivation or something like that. You want to serve up again, like I said, the value of a volunteer position early on in your post. So whether you're learning skills, whether you're gaining experience in a certain area, or you're interested in just that nonprofit or that role, and then you might want to use external relevance at the end, kind of as the punchline. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of brings us towards the end of the episode. I'm wondering, Kara, if you'd be willing to, to do today's big bite for us and the main takeaway for everybody. So as your big bite takeaway, I would recommend that you either have a discussion with your marketing communications manager. If you don't have someone that runs your social media, then don't be scared. You can do it all on your own. And I encourage you to define a content bucket regarding volunteer recognition and then maybe another one regarding volunteer recruitment. And if you align those two content buckets to external relevance, 
and your values. I believe you'll be successful in at least getting some uptake on your posts. Like I said, it's really important to define what type of content you're going to be sharing on each of the social media channels. So you might have to develop content buckets specific to each channel that you use. However, don't be scared. It's easy. It just takes a little bit of upfront work in defining what that post will look like, where you're going to be linking, what channels it's going to go on once you have that figured out. You'll probably get into a flow either with your marketing communications contact internally or in your own work as you look to recruit and recognize your volunteers. Awesome. Okay, thank you. And thanks again for today's conversation, Kara. Our blog post is going to feature our highlights as well as some links to uh, other information that's going to be very useful for you. For our listeners, I leave you with one snack to go. Tweet us at VolunteerTO and share something you learned from this episode. And we promise to retweet it. Is that right? I will retweet you. All right. So please make sure you do that. <laughs> if you have any pressing questions you'd like answered on air, send us an email at littlebites at volunteertoronto.ca. Or again, you can tweet us at VolunteerTO anytime. You can also find all our episodes on the Inspiring Action blog at volunteertoronto.ca. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Little Bites and found some solutions you can snack on. Thanks for listening and keep snacking. <laughs>